Hello, you're listening to Josiah's Voice. I'm your host, Josiah Bradley. In this conversational podcast, I invite you on my journey through TV, film, and writing. Plus, fellow artists visit with me to share their own unique creative voices along the way. Tune in and get inspired. How you doing? I'm chilling, I'm chilling. You know, yeah. working, working on some, some projects and everything, enjoying our day off. So yes, very much so. I'm gonna take a nap after this. <laughs> Yo, let me tell you, last night, me and my homegirl, we were supposed to go to the drive-in theater and we had we was like running around yesterday. We had got some food. It was like around eight o'clock. We was like, okay, cool. The movie started at 10 15. We're mm. gonna go home, take a quick nap for the movie, and then go to the movie. We was gonna go see us at the drive-in. Child, do you know the movie's at 10 15? Do you know we ain't wake up? I ain't wake up till seven o'clock this morning. <laughs> Mind you, we done bought the ticket to the movie. Right. Bro. I woke mm. up like, dang, we ain't even gonna see the movie. <laughs> goodness that is that's fun had you seen us before oh yeah i have okay but but i I mean yeah 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 i was looking for it that was on my calendar for like a month dang well next time i'm sure it'll play it again and yeah that drive-in movie theater experience is cool and i did it once my parents back in maryland my parents took us to see it was a double feature it was ang lee's hulk Mm -hmm. and uh I think it was the Wild Thornberry Rugrats to Go Wild. That's yeah, what it was. Yes, that's amazing. I would love to see animation at the drive-in. What's your favorite animated movie? Um, I really love the SpongeBob movie. <laughs> I really love our our friend Martin. Mmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Proud Family wow. movie. Yes. Um, what else? I love The Princess and the Frog. Mm. Um, Bay Kids. It's a few. Well, look, okay, so that's the intro. That's the intro. <laughs> that's the in- that's the intro. So, everybody, uh, welcome back to another episode of Josiah's Voice, the podcast, another interview. Uh, I'm talking to my friend Jasmine Johnson. Uh, she's the creator of Black Filmmaker and a bunch of other stuff that we're going we're gonna get into. We just found out that uh, we we work at the, on the same job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And uh, oh, go ahead. Because look, they be keeping us separated. <laughs> we, I know, we work in two different zones. So sadly, we we be separated. We don't get to hang out with each other that much. Hopefully, that'll change in the next two eleven days, two right. weeks. <laughs> That'd be cool. You you never know. We'll 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 see. That'd be awesome. By the time by the time this comes out, because I don't know when this is when <laughs> when this one's going to come out. But uh, Jasmine and I met on the set of HBO's Insecure yeah. final season. Final. Uh, so, something she'd been praying and believing for. If you follow her on Instagram, we're going to put all the socials in there later. I'm going to put Jasmine's socials on the blog, www.josiasvoicepodcast.wordpress.com. I'm going to put everything up there. But if you follow her, you'll see a journal entry that she posted as of this record, as of us recording it Sunday today. Maybe, what was it, three weeks ago, as of today? Uh, I posted it three weeks ago, but I wrote it about a little over three months ago. Okay. Um, I was still in Tallahassee, had no intentions on moving to L.A. right now. And, uh, yeah, so that was, I wrote it down, like, about three, three months ago. And 
Here we are three months later. That is too cool. In fact, that's a great transition. This is Jasmine, Jasmine Janae professionally. Um, it's so many, so many. Times. It is a lot. Yeah, it is. What are, what are they? Um, Jasmine Janae, Cleopatra, Cleopatron, Cleo DeVille, <laughs> Cleo Traffer. Uh, what's I got another. <laughs> Let's see. Cleopatra's daughter. Yeah, um, yeah, on IG. Black filmmaker. Yep. Um, I think that's about it. That is seven. All right. Yeah. I saw uh, Shanae and Hope. Uh, I don't know if they coordinated it or if it just was one of those Hope days. Said they... Hope said we just wore it. Because you know what's crazy? They both got it around the same time. My parents, they ship out my orders. And so I know they got it around the same time, probably the same day. And then it was like, oh, I'm going to wear this tomorrow. What? So, yeah. So I saw them and I was like, oh, that's right. That's that brand. Oh, shoot. I never did get enough. So that night, I was just like, let me, what she got? Oh, she got low-key a director. She got mm -hmm. low-key a writer. That one's on the way. Right. I, I gotta get, I gotta get, get that one. You gotta get it before we wrap. I got, yes, I got, oh, I, hopefully it'll, okay, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it uh, tonight. As soon as this, I'm about to say, as soon as this is already got sent. So when we all take that group photo, you don't want to get left out. Oh, shit. Yeah, okay, <laughs> I'm gonna get on it. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get on it. You know, if I can't, if I can't get that one though, if it doesn't come in time, at least I got this and the other one. Because for me, coming from Maryland and seeing like black filmmaker, or well, no, I I wouldn't I would have already been here, but like seeing Issa, mm -hmm. seeing other people, and then coming to LA and seeing brands that started in the past year or two or something like that, and then meeting people like just I was blown away mm -hmm. when you when I saw your Instagram post, she was like, y'all, like I manifested this and I'm gonna be on it. I was like, wait, what? That's what's her face, like, huh? And then the next day, the, next the very day. next day, we meet Shot you. At zombie. <laughs> we had a good time too. We took like, what, 10, 15 minutes to just shoot photos and just vibe. Fun. It was great. It was great. <laughs> yes, I enjoyed it. Yeah, man, I've been wanting to work on Insecure since I started watching this and um, got in at the nick of time, man. Nick of time. Same, same. I was telling my parents, you know what? I don't even know if I officially, like in air quotes, prayed for this. Mm. And then I got the opportunity. Mm. I was like, what? Like he he knows. He knows what's in what's in your heart, man. I was just like, nothing like pray for all those who pray, you know, write things down. Like, of course, do that, but it's like, but sometimes my limited experience, he'll he'll like. He'll jump over it for he's like, you don't even need to say anything. I got you. <laughs> don't say I, 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 don't say nope. <laughs> so I think that <laughs> I think that okay, I see how this is gonna go. This is gonna be fun. Um you mentioned Tallahassee. Let me hear, let me get let me get my questions. Let's follow a little bit of a script, right? Mm -hmm. Tell tell everybody for those who aren't familiar with. Jasmine Johnson and Black Filmmaker. Let's let's jump right in real okay. quick. Just tell us just a, a little bit. What do we need to know about you? Just real quick. For example. Yeah, I'm from Tallahassee. You know, I got to make sure y'all LA folks know that. 
Uh, I'm from Tallahassee, Florida. I recently graduated from FAMU, and in my senior year, I started a brand called Black Filmmaker, which is the brand designed to celebrate people of color in the film industry. That's, that's it in a nutshell. <laughs> so, okay. Okay, what is Black Filmmaker? What inspired it? Also, why you spell it like that? Because initially, it was hard for me to find. <laughs> <laughs> and like, my. I was like, uh, no vowels, all kinds of, and my brother does that too. So you both are on the same wavelength. He does that with some of his brands and some of his merch and things. I'm like, why y'all, y'all trying to make, you know, let me not mess with what y'all are doing. Tell the people, <laughs> tell the people why, what, what is it and what inspired it? Okay. So Black Filmmaker is, I, I'm starting to grow into a space where I'm not saying a clothing brand, but it was started as a clothing brand. Um, and I really just wanted to, you know, celebrate the people that I was studying. Like, you know, people, they say to be a student of the craft and you have to serve and black Hollywood. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I was doing so much time looking at to these people and reading about them and watching videos and interviews. And I'm like, well, I want to, you know, everybody says giving them flowers. Like, I want to, I want to create something that honors them as well. You know, that's different. And um, yeah, I thought about a brand, but what originally um, sparked my interest in it and just gave me the idea outside of God himself, because it's not my idea, it's God's idea. But um, I worked as a production assistant in the camera department for David Mace Man uh, on okay. Network. And that was my first crew job. I was super nice. duper excited. They filmed on uh, at Universal Studios where I had worked for five years. So it was like, that was very kind of like transcending because I okay. was starting to hate my job at Universal. And um, working on that set, you know, it's a lot of people there, uh, Terrell Ivan McCraney, Felicia Rashad, you know, Oprah came and visited and everything. And, you know, I didn't have time or I just, I didn't know how to formulate the words to have time to, you know, express my true dreams and, you know, extensive uh, goals and everything to everybody. Cause you know, we, we'd be on the move on set. And so I was like, well, if I can express that through my clothes, you know, then you'll read it. You'll probably ask me and, you know, then I can elaborate. And so I figured, okay, let me make, I made one for myself, um, which is like the OG prototype. I made it at my mentor's house. Um, she was making like a sweater for her grandma. And I was like, oh, I want to make something. And um, I made that and then took pictures in it and yeah, started a brand. What? Yeah. That's cool. And what, and as far as style, yeah. Why did you take all the vowels out? Cause it does look even bolder mm -hmm. like this. Again, for anybody who will see me, um, right. it's just all the consonants. What inspired that? Yeah, and it's funny you say anybody that will see me because I, my philosophy with art, whether it is uh, like letters or like my actual paintings, I'm a painter as well. Okay. And I've seen some photos of my paintings, so it will better align with what I'm saying. But cool. Um, so I like to create in a way that it's like if you know, you know. Okay. Um, so like this living single painting that I painted, um, it's like the first. It's from the first episode when they're in the bathroom singing. And, you know, you can see the background and everything, but I didn't draw in Khadija's face. I didn't draw in Max's face. I didn't draw in Sinclair Ray Jean's face, but you can tell by, you know, the frame, you can tell by okay. the hair, you can tell where it's from. It's like, if you know, you know. I get so it. I feel like I don't need to spoon feed you everything. I want my art to feel intuitive. And so like I can I can see what that says without it having the vowels. Like I can see right. what it says black filmmaker. 
but I don't need to give you everything. And so that's because kind of how I apply with my poetry, with my physical paintings, with my scripts, with my art, with my words. Like, you know, I don't need to give you all of it. You got, it's got to be a, a experience. That is cool. So, yeah. I like the way you explain that. Yeah, if you know, you know, you don't have to spoon feet. You can just, it's kind of intuitive if you're if you're on the inside then cool if you're not then whatever it's fine but it's i like that that's cool also like the nails <laughs> the you nails know. you were talking about yesterday yes. i was like do i have the right number you know she probably busy it's fine and then you was like no she was just she was yeah, taking time I, for herself shape my nails so that's why i was like <laughs> yeah i can't text right now but yes yeah, money green you know, <laughs> and like you got that. your jordan jersey but if I say Jordan, you know what, what I'm talking about, right? Bro, yo. <laughs> yo, he was calling me Jordan. Everybody was calling me Jordan on set that day. And I'm like, who told y'all my name is Jordan? Jasmine. <laughs> and then Josiah was like, it's the jersey. I was like, oh, it's too hot out here, dog. Like, it was hot. It was, no, it was. Yeah. It Jeez. was a long day. But that all time was like 4.30. Like, yeah. It's... You know, but it's the day off. We're not going. We're not going to talk about that in, anymore. We're enjoying our time, but like, yeah. But I know, I know what you mean because I actually I like this uh, sci-fi show called. Um, it's not on anymore. It's called Firefly, and there's a character with this goofy sort of snowboarder's hat or something. In fact, my sister-in-law knitted one for me, and I once went to Comic Con back in Maryland, dressed as him. It's very easy. It's just you have the hat. If you have a super soaker or a laser gun. Mm -hmm. A black shirt that said Firefly and some cargo pants and some boots. Right. It's actually very simple because I don't do a lot of cosplay. But as I walked through, walked the floor and bought merch and saw other cos more elaborate cosplay, people kept calling me the character's name. And his name is Jane. Mm. And so I would just walk past and like, people would be like, hey, Jane. And then it would take me a second <laughs> to just, oh, they're talking about me. Because I'm just... <laughs> It's like, I don't even remember I have the get up the hat right. on anymore. So it's just, that came to mind when it's like, she didn't know people were calling her Jordan because she got that 23 on, yeah. you know. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that to my <laughs> My name is Jasmine. <laughs> Jazz, did you always want to be an entrepreneur? Uh, yeah, I think I no didn't okay. really have a word for it, but I okay. was always about a hustle. I was okay. selling candy in high school. Mm -hmm. I go to Sam's and get the fifteen dollar pad, sell them off for a dollar. That's thirty dollars. Mm. I had employees. I'll pay them each five dollars at the end of the day if they sold the whole box. <laughs> I was running the Sam's back and forth, um, and Dang. then the man shut me down. <laughs> oh no! I'm like, dude, you done bought a Snickers off me before, like, but um, oh, really? Yeah, so no that's like, and then I also studied entrepreneurship in high school as okay. well. So that's like four years. And then I did business school for four years. So Black Filmmaker is legit, probably about my fourth brand. Okay. Um, so it's just the one that's that's taking off the most. It's the one that's right now, because I'm about to start another one too. Nice. Yeah. You sound like Hustler Kid from Recess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's cool. What's your biggest, if you can think of it, what's your biggest trial and triumph having created this brand i think it's just keeping up with this growth okay 
Um, all the products uh, at one point were made by me in my apartment while I was also um, just doing a, a plethora of other things. Um, yeah. And then once I started school again for my last semester, um, I was in school, I was interning, I was doing post-production for my short film. Um, and yeah, I was taking like nine classes. And so- Jeez, girl. Yeah, I was trying to get up out of there. Um, right. My parents, okay. they took over the brand and they still have it. And so, yeah, everything that gets pressed, like, I think people don't really understand, like, the process that goes into it. Uh, I think we're so used to fast fashion and, and overnight and, you know, all this and that. But, like, I was awesome up to 6 a.m. at one point pressing hoodies all night while my all my roommates are asleep and I'm downstairs, like, working. And so, you know, I'm grateful for the growth. Uh, I think like that's been the hardest thing, okay. um, especially because I put a lot of time and effort into how I wanted to look and how I wanted to feel. And so that's why it's a little bit harder to find a manufacturer for me right now. So right now my parents okay. are still making all of the clothes just because that's the formula that we have right now. Um, I do want to expand and have more mass production Yeah. Um, just so that it's not always an issue, but yeah. Wow, I think that's awesome. I was in my in my research doing my due diligence. Um, I saw some of your videos and you referenced your parents, and I was like, "Wait a minute, her parents are back home in Tallahassee, still Orlando. running the brand." I'm sorry. Yeah, my parents live in Orlando. Orlando, okay. Mm -hmm. I just I just think that's cool because one, I I feel like I love your personality. You just got this friendly. Whether, whether it's a professional setting or, or it's just a minute to be goofy or something, you just have kind of this loving personality about you. And I'm like, she really loves Black filmmaker. Mm -hmm. And it, I, even though I haven't met your parents, it feels like I can feel their love. Oh, child, if you see my daddy, <laughs> my daughter. <laughs> He's one of those. The Regina King will be wearing my daughter's bread. Oh, man. Yo, yo, yo. Talk about that. Talk about that, please. Regina, y'all heard that right. Regina King yes. was wearing Black Filmmaker. Talk about that. And how'd you feel when you saw that? Um, what, what happened? Set it up for it us. Dope. Yeah, I was watching TV. Okay, so leading up to that point, I just think it's always so interesting how God literally puts, like, God is a Black Filmmaker. Let's start there. God hey. He loves a foreshadow. He loves a breadcrumb, a lead up to, because... Um, you know, because she was doing One Night in Miami, so, she, you know, she was on, like, a lot of magazine covers, and um, orange is one of my favorite colors. You know, I was, like, at home at the time, so, like, I was in Publix, and I think that's, like, Ralph's equivalent on the East Coast. Gotcha. Um, okay. I was at Publix a lot, and I was just seeing, you know, this one magazine cover, and it was her in this orange dress. It had this orange border. It was beautiful. I was like, oh, she tatted. I've never seen that. And so I was just always seeing this magazine cover, magazine covers. Cool. And then our internship had got us a preview screening of One Night in Miami. So I watched it. Nice. Um, Love that movie. <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> so fast forward, I'm, I'm watching TV with my mom one night and I get this DM from this wonderful, wonderful, wonderful woman. Her name is Joy. Um, she works uh, in marketing at Amazon Prime Studios. And um yeah, she she DM'd me. She was like, I have an opportunity for you. I'm like, 
oh hey like i've been seeing her tweets because she um she was doing the marketing for it like the rollout for one my when i miami so i was like hey like you know i've i've been seeing your tweets like congrats on the rollout it looks amazing like i know you just started amazon yada yada, yada. she was like oh well if you are liking the rollout then you will be happy to hear yada 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 so she was saying that we would love to have a black filmmaker for regina king's saturday night live appearance and i was like <laughs> quit playing i'm like what so what? Um, she was like yeah you were the first um brand that i pitched or whatever and like let's let's work i'm gonna send a formal email so she sent the email and um you know other people on her team was like well you know we still have to get a yes from regina and all this and that so i was like okay cool so i was like up to like 3 a.m that night i was working on a pitch deck i was preparing designs and everything so i sent off the first batch of designs all those got declined i was like okay cool sent off a second batch of designs i think i sent off like about four different ones and we were going back and forth for about two weeks until um i created the one the last one and regina was like yeah and that's the one we went with Jeez. yeah so how did that feel when you finally saw her like she was really repping black filmmaker from black filmmaker um yeah. and it was just so like interesting like because that's you know in the world of product placement and, you know, advertising, like, of course, like, I mean, this is not a, a did anything, but like, of course she didn't pay for them. So like, you know, that was when I had to spend out of my pocket. I had got her sure. like four prototypes made. Um, and okay. so it was just like, like a lot of running around town. Um, she wanted them cropped. So I had to go to like an alteration shop and everything. So it was like, and, and then I had a deadline as well. Cause she yeah. was coming from LA to New York at a certain time. So I, it was a lot of work. And my parents, they definitely played their roles. Like they helped a lot. They, my dad pressed them, got the bags made and everything like that. And um, that day that the show aired, I was driving back to Tallahassee from Orlando because I did want to watch it with my friends. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So like, just I had to drive like four hours on the road after just doing all that running and ripping and running um that week and then I was just like mad tired but then like when we finally like was able to just turn it on and we watched like the whole Saturday Night Live and um yeah just for that ending part it was like yeah. wow it was just it was all worth it and then <laughs> bro Shopify went up website went <laughs> up like and the the website shows you when people are like on your site and where they're at and everything okay. it's like soon as she touched the screen with that and then when Amazon Prime Studios had tweeted it, it's just like the map went up. So it was like really cool. All that black money. You know. You know how we do. Yes. Twenty three with a money tree. <laughs> I'm so I'm so happy for you. I was just like, I was I guess I was going through. Yeah, when I saw her like turn, mm -hmm. I was I was like, wait, they had hoodies. I'm like, wait, that's. That's what's her name's thing. That's that's the brand. That's it right there. Like, what? <laughs> it is like it's so cool, like to hold that in for a little minute, um, and then have people like finally see it, like what I've been working on and everything. It was like really cool too, because um, I didn't want to say nothing about it. Because I'm like, yeah, she 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 liked the design. And yeah, like I sent them all, but she could be at the last minute, like I don't know, like you know, not that's just anybody you know what i'm saying so i didn't yeah. want to i didn't want to speak on it or not 
um, until like I, I was for sure. And I didn't know when she was gonna wear it in the episode and all this. Yeah, yeah. Like, I was on the hush. I only told my friends that I was gonna be at my crib watching it with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, so I'm super grateful, super super grateful. That's awesome. <laughs> um, speaking of one night Miami, granted it's the '60s, but one of my questions here was why? Because I think it's part of your slogan. I think '70s. Why '1970s nostalgia aesthetic? Yeah, I mean, I love the aesthetic. Um, I'm really into like vinyls, and so I, like I love like vinyl artwork. And um, yeah, like that was, um, so my professor, my entrepreneurship professor and kind of like my business mentor now, uh, Professor White, she tasked us, was, tasked us with creating a style guide at the beginning of the semester of, you know, what we want our company to visually feel like and, you know, color theory and stuff like that. And I'm like, I want it to feel like, you know, grandma's house. I want yes. it to feel like you know, a George Ooh. Clinton record. I want it to feel like Soul Train. I want it to feel familiar. Uh, I want it to feel homey. And yeah, so that's like why I choose a certain colors that I do. Why I choose the font that I did. Um, it's all about brand identity and, you know, your presence. And I feel like I executed it pretty well. Yes. Yes. Sorry. I'm, t- huh. <laughs> I'm actually I'm taking a moment because I'm thinking of a bunch of different things. One, I got this photo here. I'm thinking of my family. Two of my brothers are back in in Maryland because one's married uh, with kids. Uh, the other one's super artsy, just like yourself. He's always mm-hmm. hustling. He's he just opened up a, a store. It would merch and oh, all types of stuff. Um, I'll have to I'll link you to to his stuff. Um, but then of course I'm thinking you mentioned grandma, your grandparents. And um, I don't know if you've met um, Mark, one of the uh, makeup artists on Insecure. Um, mm-hmm. He's an ambassador for, um, I'm not sure I'm gonna say it right, but the, I don't know if it's the Michael Jackson Foundation, mm-hmm. um, but the chapter in LA and on Friday, um, I think just before uh, you uh, headed out for the night, uh, we were on break and he uh, on set, he, um, for whatever reason, he was just watching um, a Michael Jackson a Jackson Five mm-hmm. uh, performance, and, and they got the clothes, and right. it's young, it's young baby boy Michael, and it's. Mm-hmm. I'm saying, sorry, I'm taking a long time to say that. Yes, you. I think you succeeded with the brown color scheme and the font style and the mm-hmm. vinyl because I'm thinking of family. Right. I, I'm thinking of the family reunion. I'm thinking of the barbecue right now. I'm thinking of. You say what? I said the fish fry with the grits, all this and that. Yeah. That's my uncle frying the fish right now. I can smell the, I can hear, I see him on the grill at my grandma's and I just, yeah, that's, sorry, that's what I'm thinking of right now. I wanted to feel like how Hollywood would feel in the South. Yeah. Like, truly. Like, that's that's, that's actually. actually authentically like in reality in the world as yeah. it's <laughs> you know it's just yeah she said essentially black family I'm like and I just thought of all the mm-hmm. you know I'm wearing your shirt now so I'm thinking of family reunion t-shirts mm-hmm. you know oh, fam families who do that that's really what I'm working on 
like in another tab. Okay. Like there's the Zoom tab and there's the Black Community <laughs> tab. Yeah, for sure. She like that's that's yeah. That so I'm thinking of so yes, you absolutely because that's what I'm thinking of. That's just me thinking of my family and my cousins, you know, my older cousins, or you know, when the when the babies start getting born and the, you know, you make a plate for auntie whoever and you you know, I don't know what your traditions are. But we have volleyball and um, not croak, uh, badminton, or mm. I'm just thinking, yeah. So spades. thank you. You say what? You got spades. You got spades. Yeah. You got you know, um, or my or uh, what is that? What is it? The new charades on your phone. My one cousin started having us do that. Just whatever. Yeah, whatever, whatever. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. You really? So I had to. <laughs> It's, a, it's such a good feeling to just be able to, to be with family, but when you can't, but to be able to sit down and kind of think about them or hear them in the music mm-hmm. or see them in something that you wear today, or if you're on your Facebook or your IG and you like flip back and you like see the memories, yeah. you know? So yeah. I think you, too, um, just cause I've experienced it now being out here, cause Tallahassee is not very film oriented, so. Like I really didn't understand the growth of black filmmaker until I got to LA. Cause you know, this is a film town. So there's a lot more people that, you know, know about the brand here. Yeah. And I'm um, just wearing it out and people are like, oh, I know that brand, like yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, oh, I'm glad you do. Like, so like just, you know, I feel like having that connection and it serves as an intro to, you know, people and everything. That's how I met Diesel on set um when I was going to testing he's like oh you got yeah. you are you are a black filmmaker like you know, <laughs> I'm like yeah yeah, yeah. so <laughs> yeah I think yeah. It, it definitely yeah. um feels like a family union when you when you see somebody else wearing it as well yeah gosh that's gotta feel so that's gotta feel so good speaking of also insecure ace boon dune collection yes I gotta get mine too I'm a you got money coming your way, <laughs> okay? You got money coming your way. Um, this not cold too, man. You already know. Like, uh, thank you. Know, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, the commercial though. Mm-hmm. Tristan Winger, Thug Yoda, Baby Voice. If you're a real insecure, if you're a real Issa Rae fan, you know who we're, bruh. Yeah. And I love how he puts that on his Twitter too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed that he's got. Yeah. Baby voice insecure and Thug Yoda and his character on bigger and right. So how did that happen? Because I I th- that that dropped in April, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh man, what's what's Tris? Because I follow him too, and he's just, he's so funny. He looks like one of my cousins, even down <laughs> to the facial expression. I'm like, he looks like my cousin Arlen. Like what? Right. They are doppelgangers. It is right. crazy. I think he's from the DMV too. Maybe, I'm not sure. You know what, he might be, or like the, the Carolinas, maybe, something like that. He's somewhere in there. He, he from the East Coast, the, you know, real quick, you know I had to come here to LA to find out I'm Southern. <laughs> I'm, I don't know what, I don't know if my cousins just knew and left me out or some of them don't know. Like I've never considered Maryland a part of the South. Right. Never. Yeah, people call Virginia the South and I'm like, yeah. We got to drive up, but uh, y'all got. It's it. only two, four hours, two, three hours away from me in mm-hmm. Maryland, though. So I don't know why I thought it was Southern, and yeah. I wasn't. Yeah, but, but like when you come out here, yeah. yeah. If you got any, if you got any <laughs> any ounce of twain, you Southern. So. I didn't even know I had any. 
I have on different, on different. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not kidding. Do do I? Do you? You hear it in in my voice? Yes. See, I was on different different sets, and people were. One girl thought I was from. Where she think I was from? Georgia. Mm-hmm. I do have family in Georgia. That. I can see And that. I was like, no, I'm like just just like where are you from? I'm like I'm. No one's ever so. It's wild how it's like you got to leave some place. Mm-hmm you know, for a particular shine to like to, to become come. obvious. Yeah. And I was like, oh, so I got Southern shut like what? Okay. All <laughs> right. Like, I, I'm sorry for me, it was news to me, but I thought it was kind of cool though. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but yeah, let me, sorry. This is not, this is about you. I don't know. But yeah, Ace Boon Dune collection. Where, how did that new, um, and, and your friend, uh, Andrea, Adriana, or Adriana, Adriana, how, and, and Tristan, how'd that, how'd that happen? Because it's a really awesome commercial. Yeah, thank you. Um, so it's funny because so I, I got onto Insecure through Warner Media's Access to Action program. Mm-hmm. And um, the day, awesome. it was like probably in January or early February, um, my homegirl, Stevie Rain, I credit her for getting me like all my film jobs so far. Um, and hit me up. She was like, "Would you like to work in wardrobe?" And I think um, that I was like, for a, "Of course!" I said, "Okay, like yes, I would love to work in wardrobe on Insecure." And um, I think either that next day, Tristan had followed uh, the Black filmmaker page, and okay. he had ordered something. And I had sent the screenshot to Stevie Ray. I was like, oh, look, I'm already working in wardrobe. Like, <laughs> right? Like, you see, I'm already doing it. Um, and yeah, so he followed the page. I made sure I told my mom, I was like, hey, you got to get that out to him or whatever. And um, like yesterday. Yeah, that. And then, like, a few weeks later, so I, you know, of course, I thanked him um, yeah. for copying and supporting and everything like that. You know, he said, I love the brand and whatnot. And, um, yeah, right before I came to LA when I was writing down that I wanted to work on Insecure, I was like, well, how can I get Issa's attention? Because, you know, but there's so many things fighting for her attention. So I'm yeah. like, you know, how can I, I'm sure a lot of people want to work on Insecure, but how can I really make it known? Um, and I was like, okay, I'm going to drop a collection. And so I designed it. Uh, I didn't, I think I just ended up posting it. I didn't even tell him that I was doing it. I just posted it. And um he liked it. He DM'd me. He's like, yo, I think we should do a commercial. And um Hold up. You said he slid in your DMs. Yeah. Yeah. You build it, they will come. You know? So he slid wow. in DMs. He was like, I think we should do a commercial. And um, so yeah, we hopped on FaceTime, was brainstorming mm-hmm. everything. And a big thing for me, um, with Black Filmmaker, I don't want it to just be a platform that I'm boosting my own work or my own art. I really want other people's voice to be a part of it as well. So it's like, I don't have to write and direct every commercial. I'm like, I'd rather let you write it and you direct it. You just give me a small cameo. And now this is something that you can put on your reel as, you know, this is what I wrote, this is what I directed and everything like that. And um, yeah, so I hit a, my homegirl, Adriana, because she she also worked on Insecure um, at the time. And cool. I was like, yo, you want to you wanna write this commercial? And she wrote me two versions. And um, I sent it to Tristan. He loved it. I loved it. And yeah, we just was like, all right, we're going to do this like next week. And I posted on Twitter. People showed came up. Um, and yeah, that's, that's how we did it. 
That is so cool. How did how did that feel? My camera guy, my camera guy, Takai, he always Mm -hmm. comes through, and yeah, he filmed both visuals for me. The first one with the Isley Brothers um, track, and then this one, and he chopped and screwed Bill Withers for me. So he did. I love how it just starts to. Yeah, you know, as, Tri- as Tristan's starting to realize he's out of he's he's out of the loop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just the, the second, then it's like then then you like oh wait <laughs> something going on. So yeah, I really I really enjoyed it. He's a very nice guy. That's cool. That's tr- shout out to Tristan. Shout out to your team, your DP to Audrey Adriana. Did I say that right? Adriana. Adriana. Adriana excuse me. Mm-hmm. I want to get people's names right. I just thought that was that was just I thought that was so cool. I was like, wow. Issa commented on it on his page. What? I'm like, Issa, bro. It's it's matter of time. Like, just just come on. Like mm. that gif of uh Dave Chappelle. He's like, <laughs> I'm like Issa. Yeah. Come on, Issa. Come on, come on, girl. So close, y'all. You know, I'm working my way through it. I think I wear that shirt at least once a week. Just I'm like, this might be the day that she see it. But then we gotta wear the vest and everything like that. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. No, but that's mm-hmm. I love it. That is that's awesome. I love it. Um, and of course, guys, it's called Ace Boon Dune mm-hmm. because Issa put the dunes on the map. <laughs> They did. Like we all got photos of us at the dunes. I got mine. Like there's so many of us on set got one. So many fans. I love that. And it mm-hmm. was cool. Is it did that is that the same font as your standard? Or do you have a standard black um, filmmaker font? I, I feel like you do. Um, okay, okay. My two, my I definitely have a standard font, but that was one um it's so funny because that same one that I use for my brand, like when I first picked it, which is avant-garde, is a very classic font, but that's also the insecure font as well. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, oh, that aligns really well. And then, of course, I was trying to figure out um, what I wanted to do for like the back and the front. And I ended up drawing out uh, the dooms in, a similar, in the same font um, and making it called the Black Filmmaker. And on the back, I was like, well, I could do the AF tag from like what season two. I could do the, mm-hmm. um, you know, such and such low key tag, I think for season three. But I was like, I like uh, low key. And then now allow me to do all the titles. So I was like, low key a director, low key an actress, low key, et cetera, et cetera. That's cool. That's how that came about. How many collections have you done so far? And like, I was gonna, I'm gonna ask that question. It's so unfair. But everyone, especially writers, gets the question like, where do your ideas come from? <laughs> no, I, I, can, I can do that. Let's see how many collections. It's the melanin, the cornbread, pound cake, collard green, potato pie. I love that. <laughs> the yams. The you got the yams. <laughs> um, the Watertime Miami collection. Yep. Um, dang, that's a lot. Um, what else? What is that, eight? so far i think it's eight. Oh, and then i had the birthday collection um that's nine nine and i'm about to name the collection <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Idea. yeah i'm about to say i'm dropping my next collection in july so that'll be 10. that'll be ooh. let's t- say that one because this is going to come out after july okay. the chapter screw collection that's the, okay that's the one okay that's yeah. the one 
Yeah. Shout out to the homie who's y'all can't y'all can't see her, but she's you know she's the she's on assistant levels, making sure everything's good. We don't leave nothing out. So <laughs> yeah, that's Miss Simone Williams. Awesome. And okay, so ten. Thank you, Simone. Mm -hmm. Um. Wow, and all in because you launched 2020. Mm -hmm. January, January. You move fast. Yeah, I need to slow down just you a little bit. Fast. I don't want to burn out. You just move. Wow, where did the where did the food theme come? I mean, I don't know why I'm asking that. I know where it came from, but <laughs> like great question because I I chose it deliberately. Um, just my that's a great idea. Things I describe my art as Southern fried minimalism. Yes, I love that. Um, and just southern. southern fried, I'm like, well, what gives me southern vibes? I'm like, of course it's the food because mm. people in LA don't know about no soul food. No. Um, so yeah, like southern. So I'm like, okay, melanin, of course, because we're brown, and mm -hmm. you know that was like a great starter. Um, yes. Just introduce the brand of people, but I'm like, yeah, cornbread. It's it's a beige shirt, so cornbread. Mm -hmm. I got a green shirt, collard green, uh, sweet potato pie. Like you know, I'm just hungry. I ain't ate breakfast yet, so we gotta cut this conversation right there. Oh my god, <laughs> that is a good yeah. That is wow, collard greens, cornbread, yams, and just in the colors and the and the. It just worked when I was scrolling through, waiting on waiting on my first shirt to come, and I was just seeing all the collection. I was like. Dang, this thing just makes itself, mm -hmm. and it's so unique to you. As I mean, I love how you bring everybody in, like you were saying about um, the East Boondoon commercial, and how you're like, I don't have to direct it, I don't have to write it. Like, I want you to be able to put your stamp, whoever that you're collaborating with, and mm -hmm. everything. Where does where does your style? Where does that come from? Because it's so, it's. Yeah, it just is uniquely you. I love it. Um, I think just being raised around um, older generations. Okay. Like I love older music because my parents always blasted. Uh, I lived in a house with, uh, you know, 97, 87 year old grandparents. Okay. So, you know, just being around them and being in the south and yeah. being in florida but also being in chattahoochee blakely like stuff like that and so i just feel like you know i always wanted to see the south um better portrayed in film and television i'm like y'all know atlanta ain't the only place in the south right like <laughs> y'all know this is the fact um and so just Wanting, wanting to see places um, that look more like what I call home um, on TV. And so that's just, I think that also speaks to my brand and everything. So, yeah, like a lot of the shoots, like I've done in Tallahassee, but I'm pretty sure like, you know, people are like, where does that? I'm like, it's just Tallahassee. Nice. In fact, that's a good transition to talk about like your love of film in general. Um, mm -hmm. when did you first want to make movies? Um, yeah, fourth grade, I was nine years old. I went to go see Medea's family reunion. And I, I love really that one. Admired, yeah, I really I admired uh Kiki Palmer in it and her mm -hmm. being so young and you know acting on this level and just watching how people reacted to her performance and everything like that. And uh, I was like, yeah, I wanted to do that. And graciously enough, uh, my 
elementary school and that for community school we um they did a great job it was a small school downtown um definitely mostly black mm -hmm. and um they just did a really good job at exposing us to different things uh, pottery african dance ballet ballroom dance um gymnastics like we just did a lot and i remember one year um the college ucf they uh they partner with us and basically we would go to their campus and we would play around with Photoshop, play around with Windows Movie Maker. Um, they gave us cameras. We had disposable cameras, digital cameras. And I think that just also opened up my love and my eye for like film and photography and stuff like that. Nice. Do you have, what do you, you have some favorites you can list off? What are some of your favorite movies? My favorite Just real quick, lightning round. Harlem Nights. Mm -hmm. was, um, <laughs> This is so hard. Uh, Love Jones. Um, yeah. Um, TV shows. Parkers is my favorite TV show of all time. Parkers, okay. The Parkers is the best show. Um, I'm firm my my opinion on that. Um, what else? Yeah, that's that's all I got right now. But I love no, Parkers. Work. Um, that's definitely my favorite movie. That's a good, I finally saw, I think it was on, I don't think it's on there now, Netflix, it was on there for a little while. It was. Um, early in the year, I think. And I was like, oh, Eddie was with like Della Reese and um, Richard Pryor and like, what? Let me check this out. That design, the, the costumes. Yeah. The story, like it's just all, it melts so, so beautifully. And just to see like even Buster Rhymes, he recreated a scene from it and um, Pastor Cavassier. And so just okay. like, you know how people have adapted it um as well it's just like wow like this is a this is a great piece so and seeing black period pieces is cool too like i, I recently saw um you ever see um stomping at the savoy no that's on i'm sure you can like maybe stream it for like a few bucks or something but i actually watched it free on a uh, youtube that youtube channel i think it's black real like r-e-e-l Mm -hmm. And they they put up like black movies, um, mm -hmm. and it's by um, Debbie Allen, okay. and it's got a uh, Lynn Whitfield, Vanessa mm -hmm. Williams, I'm forgetting somebody else right now. Um, uh, dang, different world. Uh, mm -hmm. What's her name? That's Whitley. There we go, Whitley. Mm -hmm. um, yes, um, and that's like the 20s, 30s Harlem, if mm -hmm. I, I hope I'm remembering. It's just cool to just see all, hear the music, see the costumes, see the styles, anything. Um, do you have any other favorite, any other period pieces stand out to you? Um, I love life, because Eddie Murphy is my favorite comedian. Okay. Um, and life is a hilarious movie. Uh, what else? I gotta see. I haven't seen that one. I gotta check that one out. Um, I like Eve's Bayou, of course. Oh, I gotta um, see that one too. Jeez. Yeah, but I think too. Um, my my love for black vintage glamour. Um, definitely inspired. Like even how I um created my first film, I really wanted to have like a period element in there, and um. So yeah, I always want to play homage to like that type of genre. Let's jump right into that. You were talking about Sounds of War, correct? Yeah, you see how, yeah, you see how I get that, that little... Yes. That <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sounds of War. Mm -hmm. um, 
Can you tell us what that is real quick? You give us the log line or the, or the, or the synopsis and then what inspired, inspired it? Yeah, um, Sounds of War is a juxtaposition film that encompasses a Black woman's emotions during, I would say just 2020, but yeah. if, for context later on, you know, the, the George Floyd, Breonna Taylor mm -hmm. era, um, yes. the emotions that come along with that. I just, I've seen it a couple of times now and, you know, I'm, I'm hearing the the music, like I look like the trumpets mm -hmm. and just out there, it, I don't know, it gives it some type of vibe, the color scheme and the um, Lena Waithe's um, contribution in there of just like how both of you, I think it'd be safe to assume, want to portray black folk uh, on film the to the point about like a uh, vintage style for just a second what inspired you to talk about your character's love life or desire for family the way you did mini spoiler mm -hmm. you kind of put a movie within a movie mm -hmm. and it's like seems to be 40s 50s inspired it's black and white there's rotary phones you you've got the elegant elbow length gloves mm -hmm. and and the hair and the suits and the you know, you know the grant mama mama's pearls and because you could have done it the more traditional way but mm -hmm. i was like that was because it's only by the way guys it's a six minute film i'm gonna link it so that you can find you you should watch it sounds of war what inspired you to to approach your character's yearning for a normal life to build a family to have a future mm -hmm. but to do it that way as yeah. the world burns, I think is the name of the show your character watches. Yes. Um, I love a good wordplay. I love a good double entendre. Um, and so I definitely knew that I wanted that to be kind of like a show within a show type element. And that's also just paying homage. I think there's certain things, um, little things that I, I definitely wanted to pay homage with like my favorite filmmakers. And so like the show within the show is definitely Issa Rae. Yeah. Um, the Light in the Hall is definitely Barry Jenkins. Of course I got Lena Waithe in there and stuff like that. Um, and then, yeah, I, I love, I love an excuse to get glammed up cause I rarely do. Um, so I'm like, yeah, I definitely want it to be like just very glamorous, very Harlem Nights-ish. Um, mm -hmm. And so that kind of inspired that. And then just along the conversations, um, you know, me and my friends, um, including the guy that's on the couch, like we're homies as well. Um, and we were just all saying like different opinions and people are like, you know, like times like these, I don't really want to bring a family into this. Like mm -hmm. this makes yeah. me not want to become a black parent. Like to just be a parent and knowing that, you know, your child has a target on their back from the day that they are born. Um, so that those were conversations that we were having at that time. Um, and yeah, it just made me think, cause I've always known that I wanted kids just being raised as the only child. I have an older sister, but she's uh, 13, 14 years older than me. And so mm -hmm. okay. we're really raised in the same house all the time. And so I just always knew like, I wanted like, wanted kids um and so just to hear people's opinions on how the world how they may have wanted kids but like the world literally has robbed them of you know their right for reproduction mm -hmm. i'm like that needs to be talked about um and it was just it was felt heavy there was a very dark cloud around tallahassee that at that time and so i just wanted to express it in a way that 
felt glamorous and you know we can dress it up and everything like that but like at the core like it, it's kind of detrimental um and that's I feel like I wanted the whole film to feel like that like it's very you know feels one way but it hits another way and so that's where I like that juxtaposition comes in from yeah because it it reminded me um like you know more things change and where they stay the same I remember conversations with my own dad about how um, you know, growing up in the 60s and 70s for him, um, he once felt like, I don't want kids because of just how, you know, how hard things were back then with a lot of our uh, heroes were still alive or they were on the run or they were, you know, phones being tapped, the FBI, you know, Malcolm Martin, et cetera. Um, the bombings in, um, uh, the, the four little girls, I'm forgetting the city right now. Yeah, um, so things like that. And then, you know, grateful, you know, that he, you know, met my mom, that I'm here, I have brother, you know. And then I, I remember, six, yeah, six years ago, um, we were helping my brother move, um, his wife, and they had, um, they have three kids now, but at the time they just had uh, the one little boy, shout out, nephew, Benedict. And I'm thinking of the story because I'm thinking of my what you're saying, what my dad said. And I remembered feeling really sad. We were leaving after helping them move and we were playing with Benny and things like that. And I remember it was quiet. Nobody saw it, but I was actually, I kind of cried in the car yeah. because I can't remember who at the moment, someone else had been murdered. Yeah. Someone else black had been murdered around this time. And yeah, I remember thinking like, you know, are they, they're not going to let my, my nephew grow up, right? you know, they're not going to let him have dreams and, and get married or have a family if he wants to, or go to college or, or go to the beach or, or come visit me or me, you know, you know, and I just, I, yeah, I remember just this acute sense of just despair in, in that moment and just thinking about the future and yeah. thinking about that. And so I think that you captured that really well in the in the more obvious storyline of you know your spoken word narration, the visuals, the newsreels, but I also thought it was a cool way to talk about that. In initially a very lighthearted way, you guys get to like you say you get to dress up, you have the music and everything, and it's oh it's opulence and it's vintage, right. and that's is that you kill two birds with one stone. Mm -hmm. But then as it goes along, your characters, you know, your alter ego, and I guess perhaps in the film, they talk about things that matter to them about, mm -hmm. will they or won't they start a family? And why not? Because this dark cloud right. is hanging over them, which actually, I'm sure you thought of this, still hung over them in the 40s and 50s anyway. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, is... We're not laughing because it's funny, guys. We're laughing because of the connection. Yeah. That. Like, no, we're not as removed from those times as we think we are. Yeah, we got little cell phones now. We got a little Zoom, but we, yeah. yeah. We're still, still, you know, still a lot to, to be done. Um, <laughs> but I just think, I think it's so powerful how you, um, how you did that and the, uh, it's just, it's a mate, it's, it's a really good film. You said a lot in like six or seven minutes and I could just see like, just the vision 
that that you had and it's and I I do appreciate that you were able to I think perfectly balance levity and aspiration with the dark themes of police brutality that hit home especially for our community and I, you know I just want to say thanks and you know I know you made it a few years ago but congratulations for I made that thing last year it ain't even been a year old <clears throat> again you move fast and a lot of things are happening <laughs> like in fact great another great transition how did um beats by dre factor into the production of of the film for sure um yeah so i am also in an internship hbc in la headed by the milners and stacy milner and um you know i have a very supportive cohort and yeah we have a group chat and i just saw somebody had posted the opportunity in there and um yeah, it was like just the application and you had to apply, you had to send like a director's reel, letters of recommendation um, and why they should pick you. And I didn't have a director's reel at the time. Um, didn't really want to bother. Like I, 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 to a fault, sometimes I do things very last minute. And so I didn't want to ask the professors that, you know, I would ask for a letter of recommendation. I'm like, y'all have kids, y'all have families. I'm not about to ask you for a whole letter, like at the last minute. So I didn't have that as well. I really just submitted um, why they should pick me and my photography portfolio and, you know, sent it off, forgot about it. And I got an email probably like a couple weeks later, um, setting up a phone interview and I set up an interview and it was like 12 of them on the call. And they just wanted me to talk about, you know, the ideas that I had for the film and everything. And I'm actually had, uh, two ideas for two films. Um, one was a little bit more easier to film under the COVID guidelines that we would be given. And so that's what Sounds of War was. Okay. And um, I just, I talked to them about, you know, the story I wanted to tell. And I actually, I read the whole poem to them. Um, the poem that I narrate in the film, I read mm -hmm. them the whole poem. And yes, it was really well received um, later on, like, you know, one of the reps from Beats, one of my producers, Millie, she was just telling me how like, she was just so moved on the phone um, after hearing it. And after that, I think I had to do like two more phone interviews until they was like, yeah, you got it. And um, yeah, that like jumped the ball and we went to pre-production, went to budgeting. Um, I got all my friends to work on it. Simone, Simone, Lenny, Brandon, um, my professor and her kid that I was babysitting at the time, like she was in it. Um, and yeah, I was just really excited to film a film in Tallahassee. Like I know Will Packer did um, back when he was at FAMU, but I don't think nobody's really like, you know, did a film film since then, um, especially from FAMU because there's the, the FSU film school, but FAMU doesn't have a film school. Um, and so just to be another filmmaker doing it in the city I was born was like really cool. I really wanted to film at the gas station that my parents met at um, on Lake Bradford, but they they wouldn't allow filming in there. So I was like, dang, that would have been so cool to film in the same gas station that my parents met at. Um, but yeah, we filmed down the street from it. And yeah, that's what, that's what it came about. Wow. What was your favorite part of, of making the film? If you could condense it to one thing. Mm. My favorite part of making the film, um, I think definitely just being on set for those two days 
and actually seeing it come together because you know we're on our laptops and we're doing pre-production we're doing forms and getting paperwork signed and all this and that and so just to actually be on set for something that we spent like you know a month planning and to be on set with my friends and you know have everybody working towards this project and to see you know, we didn't make call sheets, but, you know, I've been an extra, I've been a PA, like, I yeah. know where it is to, like, have to find your name on the call sheet, and so just to, you know, be at number one on the call sheet, I'm like, wow, like, okay, I can get used to this. <laughs> like, oh, Tyler has arrived back, like, <laughs> <laughs> first it. team, I'm first team, first team coming you through, did, you know, all the work, Jasmine's <laughs> I'm gonna be hearing that stuff in my sleep when we rap. <laughs> well, honestly, yeah, honestly, first he's flying in. First he's flying in. Thirty seconds out. Yeah. What was um? What did you learn the most about yourself uh, while making uh, Sounds of War? For sure, I learned that I don't need to live in LA or Atlanta to be a filmmaker. I feel like that's something that's not stressed enough. And maybe it's to maintain like the elitism of it all. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, I made a film in Tallahassee, Florida. If I can make a film in Tallahassee, I can make a film anywhere. So that also was like a great uh, learning experience. That's awesome. Um, what's your favorite thing about film? Do you prefer one over the other? Like directing versus writing, for example? Um, I don't think I have a favorite. I think I like to dabble in a lot. Uh, I think it's easier for me to direct because I see things visually a lot. I think it's a lot harder to force myself to sit down and write, um, especially since, you know, we're always on the go and we work all these hours and all this and that. Um, so I think directing comes easier, but I do also love to write. I very much consider myself a wordsmith. Um, and so, yeah, but then I also love like still photography. So that helps me with yeah. directing. Uh, I feel like all of my passions kind of help each other did the poem come first or the visualization or the other story for sounds of war does that yeah, make the poem came first uh, okay. i wrote the poem uh i think like you know we have these these deaths just about a couple times a year every year yeah. and so i definitely have wrote the poem probably like two years prior okay and um yeah, like around like the Breonna Taylor incident and everything, like I was sitting, I was sleeping at home one night and um, I don't know if you've heard, I'm pretty sure you've seen her face and I can't pronounce her full name, but it was an activist named Toyin. Yeah, um, yeah. I, she, that happened in Tallahassee as well. So the tensions were oh, very high right. in Tallahassee. Yeah, that was like in our backyard. Yeah. Um, and so it was just very high in Tallahassee. It was just very anxious feeling and um at my old crib one of my roommates I guess she had came home drunk or whatever but she was like banging on my door uh, I think she thought it was her door um whatever but she was like just banging on my door it woke me up at like three o'clock in the morning and I just was scared I was crying I thought somebody was like breaking into our home and like just to imagine like you know that's how they killed Brianna because right. they, they banged into her and they you yeah. know raided her house and they murdering her and so like just having that like at three o'clock in the morning like really just like put me on edge and I um so like I write all my poetry in my sleep and I just I wrote the script to Sounds of War um 
at three o'clock in the morning just to like calm me down and put that energy into something else and um so like that's how the script came about and I was like okay I can put you know my poetry into here and then just conversations also went in here and yeah just kind of all came together wow that's really amazing um I just love how the poet how poetry your strong sense of visuals your love for Tallahassee and of course for us for black folk just kind of all comes together I think just really really well uh in that movie and it just it just really feels like is what you had to say in your own unique way like I, I even love the part when you're in the shower and your character's like they could come take you in the shower if they want to and it's like those were definitely thoughts it's like literal shower thoughts i'm like i've thought that or something like that. or like i i want i remember thinking a few years ago about like if i could like find a way you know to, to make money make a lot of money and be good right mm, say i thought faith was like a i mean fame was like a cloth of protection yes yeah i, I wrote a poem about that too but i'm like nah <laughs> it ain't yeah that's that's it's like that was my shout my they could take me it's like yeah if you because we've heard of brothers and sisters being killed or being profiled for either driving in the wrong neighborhood, driving too nice of a car, or both. Selling dope. Like J. Cole got yeah, one yeah. of the most notable faces on earth right now. And neighbors still call the police on like, oh, I think he's selling drugs. Right. Or like that yeah. scene, I don't know if you saw the Falcon and Winter Soldier, but there's like a scene where like uh Falcon Anthony Mackie's character is like talking to the Winter Soldier in Baltimore. Mm -hmm. and, I don't and mean the, to laugh, but any Ma Anthony Mackie, every time I think about him, I think about the memes. The oh, it, the Stimmy meme. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, he's funny, but he um, is, that boy is wild. No, wild. he is funny. Those are great. Those are great memes. Just that, just that <laughs> sort of knowing smirk. That what was it? The bank teller one. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man. Yes, yeah. but it's just, but yeah, it's like, it's like even he, you know, not to spoil it for anybody, but like he has this running with the police, his character in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And it's like, they don't know he's an Avenger. Right. And it's like, yeah, like whether you're vulnerable in the, in the shower, in your own home, or whether you make a lot of money or have a nice car, or whether you're a superhero, it's just right. black folk thinking about like, you know, what what will protect us and just that and living with that anxiety and thinking about like the future thinking about marriage yeah. kids as which is what your character's thinking about in sound of War. um even to add to that so like yeah i um i'm always famous in my dreams i've always been famous in my dreams the folks okay. in my dreams they love them from jasmine okay so like that <laughs> I've always been famous in my dreams and it wasn't until that night at 3am when like my dreams got interrupted and I realized you know they really killed this woman in her sleep yeah. it's like dang I don't even have peace in my dreams anymore and so I feel like also too the as the world burns sequence um it's supposed to feel like a dream because like in my dreams I'm yeah. on tv I'm on my sitcom already like so and then it's like well dang like and that's why I wanted you know, the dream sequence to be black and white. Um, and even in my treatment that I've created for Beats, I'm like, you know, I had like pictures of Issa Rae, Viola Davis, those were in black and white, but I had pictures of 
Breonna Taylor and all these other people that were in full color. Cause like, you know, while I dream about this world over here, all that I can see vividly is, you know, trauma and everything like that. And so um, I think that also plays into, you know, we can't even sleep in peace. Um, like really that's what they'll put our, re our headstone rest in peace was like, I can't even rest in peace because now my dreams are getting, you know, that trauma is seeking into my celestial world. Yeah. It's like, it shouldn't be that way. No, no, it shouldn't. It's, um, that's powerful what you, yeah. What you, what you just said. And it plays in to like, um, we're seeing a lot of, you know, a lot of sitcoms are coming back. Um, so it's on Netflix. Like I was watching Family Reunion and like Mike Epps just had his show and I found like Hang with Mr. Cooper on Hulu and stuff like that. And um is is it feels like it's one way to be an activist. Like I, I read I don't know if you read Cicely Tyson's book, May She Rest in Peace. Yeah, I want to though. You get on it. I've heard I've heard great things. Woo! It's 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 heavy, but like in the best way. That you thought she was strong and beautiful and full of wisdom and experience, mm -hmm. you don't even know the half of it. Wow! So you have plenty to look forward to when you have time to crack open her book. You have a lot to look forward to. Um, I reference her because she said um, that um, she became more like politically active, but she um, initially felt you know, and everyone you know demonstrate in the way that feels unique to you, of course. She said uh, in her early career days that she didn't feel like she could be whatever that image, a Black Panther, you know, whatever that image is that we say, like a being the perfect activist or whatever, right? right. Um, but she, um, that's sort of my words, I paraphrase a little bit, but she began to see that her being on TV and film could be unique to her as a way to touch well to touch the world mm -hmm. um and humanize us the way you are the way lena's trying to in that clip that you um beautifully use in sounds of war um because of like movies like a sounder mm -hmm. um and how like she talks about an instance where somebody white some white publicist or reviewer or somebody was like when they saw the movie it didn't occur to him that a fa black father and son could be so loving <laughs> And she was floored, like she was on the press junket and everything. I think she had to like deal with this exchange live, right? Wow. And like this, this white dude was just like, I just, because the father and son and sounder, for those who haven't seen it, have a beautiful, be they're like, they're best friends. And so it's even more, the anxiety ramps up when the family starts to go through issues. And it's like, you know, will, will not only the son get his father back, but like, will he get his legitimate best friend back? Right. You know, and, and her being the strong yet vulnerable yet innovative mm -hmm. black mother in that film holding it down when the family start gets separated. Mm -hmm. She felt like doing roles like that or even more aspirational roles that aren't as anxiety induced and things like that. Mm -hmm. She really said she started to come into her own when she realized my art can also bless my people and advance us and progress us. Whether you're being obvious about a specific issue that we're fighting or whether it's you're just laughing or, you know, I'm, you've heard, you know, we're tired of slave movies, <laughs> yeah. you know, and, uh, you know, I, I'm gonna still give Underground Railroad a 
uh, I'm still look at that. I just need a chaser. <laughs> Cause I'm like, chaser. I'll just need a chaser. I'll find a Netflix black comedy or something. Cause I'm like, the Parkers, the Parkers. I That's will watch it. Cause I did not watch, I remember it as a kid. I remember the trailers and the, you know, how UPN with it, you know, yeah. but I never actually watched it. So yes, oh, I will do that. Oh, yeah. I will, I will do that. Um, yeah, yeah. And I say all of that to say just, you know, how, um, you know, how important is it to you to be able to have that balance? Because I think you did it so well in Sounds of War. How important is it to you to see that in media, of seeing the history, mm -hmm. seeing the issues, but also seeing, well, slice of life. There's a lot of just slice of life in Sounds of War too, just going to the store, washing your hair, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think um, I definitely wanted to show how the anxiety ain't just when we at protests. The anxiety ain't just when, you know, we near white people, like the anxiety crept into places that I did not think it would, as in the shower, as in my dreams. Um, and so I think just showing, you know, the regularness of it all, the humanity um, or the humane behaviors of it all um, was like really important. And then, um, cause I, I, I didn't go to any protests. Um, not only was I scared to, I just didn't think it would be great for my mental. Sure, and, um, sure. you know, I'm like, you know, I do have something to say about this. I do have views on this. Um, just cause I'm not out there, um, you know, with things. A lot of my friends with, I just, I couldn't go. And, um, so, but I say I create art for the prayed for and prayed on. Um, AKA my people. And so that was just like an outlet for me to protest. Um, and yeah, that was, it's, it's important. Um, that's why I feel like it's, it's necessary to talk about the trauma. I can understand why people are, you know, overloaded with it. Um, and the, the, the balance is necessary. And that's why I have to fill my soul with the Parkers and the Proud family and, you know, lighthearted things. I remember um, Bratz Attack, she was this rapper from DMV, Lover. She passed away in November. Um, but she was doing IG Live one night and it was like around the pandemic and everything. Everybody was like, you know how she's doing? Cause she was going off of social media for like these long stints. And she's like, yeah, I'd be watching Disney Plus. Like I need to keep the child in me like alive alive active she like i'll be i'll be having to get my brain off of what's going on sometimes and so um just listening to her speak about how she was tapping back into her inner child and watching you know lighter content i think was very important as well um and so yeah just just balancing those because uh, recently i had an interview with uh amc for an internship awesome. um didn't get it but it's cool um <laughs> congrats for having that interview that, thank you that's great thank you. they interview me right <laughs> <laughs> um, no but that's great yeah she had asked you know she, i told her I'm, I'm a writer and everything and the director and yada 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 she was like oh what do you like to write about and i was like well i like to write about all sorts of things but like the last two years all i can write about is black trauma because that's all i see and um so I think it's great to tell the stories of our times, but to also find balance for our mentals within that as well. That's, I love that because um, I've, yeah, I, you were talking about, it was uh, 
the issues and the brutality and the murder of, of us even invading your dreams. I even, I experienced that like, is this the end of May? I think the top of this, at the time of us recording this, it's May. Mm -hmm. uh, at the top of this month, I totally had a dream that the police came and took my brother. Mm. Um, thankfully, um, it ended very well. We got him back, actually. Mm -hmm. But I remember the terror. It was very vivid. I just remember the terror. Just We were just walking down the street, minding our own business. Yeah. Some, white, some white cop. Just it, it felt like he went rogue. Mm -hmm. It felt like he just did his own thing. Just because. Just because I tried to tell him to stop. And he just, and I remember the terror because I was like, well, I don't want him to take me, but I I don't I can't let him get mm -hmm. my brother. Right. You know, and then and I remember in the dream thinking, I have three brothers, by the way. Mm -hmm. And I just remember thinking I couldn't choose which one I'd want him to take either. I, I like what? Like I and and so there was that helplessness when he decided to take him anyway. Yeah, and I was just like, like what? So yeah, it get and so that's why, yeah, that's why the lighthearted stuff and the aspirational stuff is so important. Again, the dream ended with like me getting him back. In fact, the police tackled the other dude. In mm. fact, come to think of it, um, which would I, that was I was like. You know, I'm not gonna say the other thing, but uh, I was just glad that I got him back. And yeah, and sure. but I've never experienced that. I was like, I've never, you know, I've I've dealt with the, you know, I've you know, get on the ground. All mm -hmm. I've dealt, I've dealt with that. Like a week out of me going to graduate, mm -hmm. like like right next to the school library, I fit the description of something right. you always do. And you know, was ordered to get on the ground and all that, and and it worked out someone apparently played a prank that yeah. wouldn't have been funny if it went even more south right right um and so i'm sorry i didn't mean to take a, i took it there just to no, yeah those dreams have become very vivid it's like dang how come i can see this in such uh vividness and yeah. color and everything like that because i had a dream very similar and it was um I was with a guy that I hadn't seen since sixth grade I literally hadn't talked to since sixth grade but I had a dream about him and you know it was a very similar dream that was very unfortunate and when I tell you I went to google because he has a very unique name mm. I went to googling him I was trying to find a phone number trying to find an Instagram like I needed to check on we also went to elementary school together we just his family moved away after like sixth grade and I just hadn't hadn't seen it because of course like we didn't even have phones for real at that time and um so I went to googling I was like I need to check on the homie like and so I yeah. found him uh found a snapchat and I messaged him I was like you know I know we ain't talked in years but I just had a dream about you I need to make sure you straight and um wow. we connected off of that but yeah he I, awesome. he asked me what the dream was about I ended up telling him and um yeah. yeah it was just like man like that's cool you were connected with it is it is um and that's why we're doing what we do you know the way that we do it the way that we um do. let's uh as we get whoo i can't believe it's been an hour and some change uh we're gonna get ready to to close this down because homegrown need to get some breakfast uh brunch at this point brunch at this point <laughs> uh we're not going to deprive you from a loaded plate i'm not going to do that to you um as we 
That's what I want. Said pancakes? That's what's on the menu? Yeah, some blueberry pancakes. I know that's right. We're going to get ready to get you to those, those blueberry pancakes. Um, aspirational, mm -hmm. like blueberry pancakes. Let's talk goals real quick. And uh, let's talk goals, what you're watching, mm -hmm. where you see not only Black Filmmaker, but, but yourself. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll start with Black Filmmaker. Where do you see Black Filmmaker give me, at give the me end of the year? At the end of the year? Uh, well, let's start at the end of these three weeks. I wrote in my journal that I need to get Issa and Black Filmmaker before we wrap. So Yeah, you do. Yeah, so there's that. But pull, if you need to pull me in on, on the mission. Oh, look. We go, you yeah. just you got my number you, you yeah yeah okay yeah. yeah okay um so that's that um at the end of the year i hope to um have done uh this partnership that i'm working on right now with the school in orlando to bring film to elementary school students okay um i hope to that's fire uh you know, like the harder question is the year because I'm I have so many five year and lifetime goals for Black filmmaker that the harder question to answer is like this year. Gotcha. Um, but like five year, I'm thinking scholarships. I'm thinking magazine. Like I want to be on my Khadija James. Um, definitely want the Black filmmaker magazine. Um, <sighs> Black filmmaker freshman class in collaboration with the Black Film Queen Studios with Shannon. Um, <sighs> What else? I want uh, the Black Filmmaker School of Cinematic Arts at FAMU. Um, mm. Something that I'm like actively putting energy into right now. Uh, I definitely want my own college. Um, what else? Uh, a lot of teens. Ultimately, my life's goal, like I want the Black Filmmaker Awards as well, but my life's goal ah, is nice. I want a Black Filmmaker sign in the South. Ooh, yeah, the <laughs> ultimate life goal. I need to buy property. I need to. Yep. I, I need a black filmmaker sign in in the south. You're about to get on your Tyler Perry. You know, get these acres. These acres. Build up this suit, this studio, this production yeah. house. For sure, all of that. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's the goal. I quick thing I just thought of. Have you seen Daughters of the Dust? I have. My dad loves that. Okay, I finally saw, I finally, I got a little money and got my Criterion <laughs> channel. <laughs> so it was on there. And I was like, <laughs> you say what? I say you got no Easter Ray checks. Right, right. <laughs> and I was, I was blown away by that movie and the opulence and the vintage. So I immediately just then was like, yo, is she, I'm sure she's seen this. Black female filmmaker, she's seen this. Yeah, I haven't seen it in a minute, but my dad has definitely like, let's watch this. I love it. I'm reading the book now. In fact, there's a book. I think it's a sequel oh. of sorts. I think it's a sequel. It's called Daughters of the Dust. Okay. And it's following a lot of like the same characters and adding some extra characters. It's about uh, one of the cousins who we might meet. We might not name Amelia. She's chronicling. She's a film. She's a black filmmaker. Wow. Look. She's a black filmmaker. Your face. Those dots. She was like, I can't. I can't wait to see that playback. <laughs> um, she's a black filmmaker, and they got the the twenties mm -hmm. vintage cameras, and she knows all about it. And she's she's applying to scholarships, and she's going from Harlem down to down to Daughter Island and the islands to see the family. Mm -hmm. uh, for those who haven't seen Daughters of the Dust, it's just following the 
Pizant family, this black family in the 1920s, who, when the plantation owners left this, the islands surrounding the Carolinas and the states, the, a lot of the black families stayed to preserve, I hope I'm saying that right, the language, the food, the traditions, the everything. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, get it, go on Amazon. It's a book and it's written in different voices and it recounts, it's, it's slice of, it's everything you loved about the movie and more is in the book. You especially would love it. And it's following a black filmmaker preserving the family secrets, the family culture. Mm. Um, two, what inspired your, it's not on this T, uh, your sort of, I call him Shaka Zulu, Shaka Zulu. Huey P. Newton Oscar. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, for those who haven't seen it, you're gonna see it after you check out all her social media. One of her logos, say again. It's called the award-winning T. Yeah. The award-winning T. It's an Oscar who I think we all, I'm late. I think everyone just figured out that's probably named after Oscar Michelle. I just think that I found that out, honestly. Yeah. Uh, so uh, y'all need to like, y'all need to get this black film. Hello. Um, how you gonna name him after us? But we, anyway, what inspired your award-winning T to have an Oscar holding a spear and an AK-47. Yeah, um, I think it's just a matter of us reclaiming, you know, ourselves as Black filmmakers. You know, they they award these films that don't always present us in the best light or don't always reward us at all. And, you know, just being able to take back that power, I feel like that's such an iconic image. I feel like, yeah. you know, people, reference it a lot, people recreate it a lot, so they understand it's part of our culture. And to put that with, you know, that stance, and it's like, you know, reclaiming it, we hear, um, you know, and I just, I felt it was a great fit. And yeah, I feel like it definitely conveys a message um, to others that I really wanted just to show like, you know, our art is sacred. Mm -hmm. like these are sacred tools these are tools of mass destruction so it's film and so for us to be portrayed correctly or to just you know be rewarded for you know the hard effort the 14 15 16 hour days you know the dedication like i feel like that's all like i don't think we realized that all three of those things whether it was the oscar that could stand for film um, the spear or the AK is like, these are all weapons of mass destruction. Media is a weapon of mass destruction. And so just showing, you know, how we claim that was very important. Or it could be restoration. You play it, right? That too. That too. So I feel you. No, I, I feel you. Um, any advice as we get ready to close, going to get you these pancakes. Any, adv any advice for aspiring filmmakers and entrepreneurs from you, Jasmine? For sure. Number one, you don't have to live a certain place to be anything. You can entrepreneur from anywhere. You can create from anywhere. I think that was once I learned that, um, which is funny because I ended up in LA, but I didn't feel the need to have to um, after, you know, proving to myself that I could really, you know, filmmaker is who you are and not where you live. And so I feel like that's like extremely important to realize up front um include the homies on everything you got friends include the men on everything um if they ain't reliable well that's their fault but extend the opportunity 
um, because it's it's so rewarding to create something long lasting with the homies. Um, What else would I say? Um, You're not going to get it right off the bat and that's okay. I still don't feel like I have it right. I still be beating myself up about stuff um, and that's okay because, you know, it's something that you grow into and I'm still growing. Uh, I feel like social media has a lot of us full thinking that we're supposed to make a million dollars in two days. And if you're not, you're not an entrepreneur. And I'm like, well, Black Omega's made a lot of money, but I've also spent a lot of money on it. So it's like, I'm still learning, still learning things. And so I feel like, please do not, you know, hold yourself to this, this standard that you think social media has. Like, oh, I need to take, like, I mean, it's cool to celebrate your accomplishments and everything. Like, I'm yeah. not down to any entrepreneurs online, but it's like, well, you have one order, you have 200, like, you are an entrepreneur. So um, I think that's also, like, really important to understand. And a piece of practical advice, a little business school, if you're going to start a business, have a niche. I could have started a brand, um, any brand, and, you know, threw some words on the shirt, but because I tailored it to an audience that I really wanted to speak to, um, I think was very important, instrumental in Black filmmakers' growth. Um, you have to have an audience, you can't please everyone. You know, you, know how many pe- you know how many people was commenting on when uh, Amazon Studios posted Regina King in the hoodie, well, what about white filmmaker? So if I had a white filmmaker, it would be, um, it would be wrong, racist, like you can't please everyone. So you have to have a target audience that you cater to. Treat that target audience like your bae and you got to love them. You got to you know what their needs are. You have to cater to them because that's how they will come to you. You have to establish relationships. Um, that's why everybody that follows Black Filmmaker gets a welcome message because I'm going to start, you know, that customer relationship. Like we are a family. We're going to talk. Um, and so those are just like practical things in your entrepreneurship journey to think about. Like you can't think of it as a business. You truly has to think of it as a vessel for the relationship between you and this audience or you and this customer, you and this person. That's awesome. And I do, I love those personalized cards. I, I, from, I meant to bring it in here to show it off, but yeah, I let you put people's names in. It's written like a, like a script and it's just, I love that little, that little touch. Yeah, my and mama didn't send me one. I needed her to send me one for Issa, but yeah. Get on that. Text your mama right after this. Um, Jasmine, this has been great. Um, where can people find you? I'm going to put it all on the website for people to, to check it out. Where can people find you and Black Filmmaker? For sure. My Instagram is Cleopatra's daughter, no underscores or anything. Um, my Twitter is Cleotrapa, uh, C-L-E-O-T-R-A-P-P-A-A. Um, Black Filmmaker on all platforms, B-L-K-F-L-M-M-K-R. Um, I'm on YouTube, Jasmine Janae, as well as Black Filmmaker. Um, where else can I be found? Uh, oh, and my website, my personal website. I'm really trying to get yeah. people to go to my website because I put a lot of man hours into that, but it's southernfriedminimalism.com. That's where you can find my poetry, photography, uh, paintings, um, film, everything. No, where's that? Guys, I'm going to load all of that on the page. I can't wait for this episode to drop. Um, what you watching right now? What I'm watching besides the Parkers? <laughs> um, <laughs> 
Yo, shout out to Monique, man. I love Monique so much. I love her so much. But um, yeah, I'm always watching the Parkers. That's just always a thing. Uh, I just watched the season four, um, first episode of The Shy. Loved okay. it. Um, what else have I been watching? I've been finally getting into American Horror Story because horror is a film that I don't really watch a lot because I grew up kind of afraid of the dark type thing. So I don't touch it. <laughs> you know, see, we I can't do it. We here, but um, <laughs> I feel like because I look at things through such a filmmaker lens now, it's kind of like my passion for film and how I watch stuff um, allows me to watch scarier content, which heals my yeah. younger child because my younger child was scared of stuff like that. And so it's like my older, older Jasmine healing younger Jasmine. So that's why I've been easing my way into, um, into, you know, more content like that. Um, so I've been watching American Horror Story only before, only for Angela Bassett though, let's be clear. Oh, she is in one of those, that's right. Yes, I've been watching her season. Um, what else have I been watching? Um, I think that's about it. Cause you know, by the time we get off, I go to sleep. So yeah, hello. Yeah. Yeah. And, oh, and I just rewatched 20. Shout out to uh Lena and Nice. Lena. Okay. Cool. So yeah. Cool. Yeah, I've been looking at I started watching Scrubs. I'd never watched Scrubs before. My best friend loves it. Um, kind of mirrors my experience being on this set of just, you know, being not that new to production, but new to this particular environment, learning the ropes. Mm -hmm. um just finished the upshaws with mike apps i did it got <laughs> that <laughs> <in the> episode was <laughs> it was when he walked in the door with that one episode and wanda was right there he's like excuse me sir like <laughs> that just took me out but yes that I one specifically that. i loved yeah yes. i just finished the upshaws as well um i just started watching family reunion mm -hmm. um i gotta talk to lanisha about that um i don't know if you'd met lanisha um <laughs> Uh, but she also worked on that, so I started watching that. Um, so I re started rewatching Static Shock on HBO Max because that's my favorite superhero. Come on, yeah. yes. That's my. I love. I love that character. Sorry, what were we gonna say? I said I used to love Static Shock, Benson, Shylin Showdown. Um, yeah, <laughs> my brother texted me a Shylin Showdown meme the other day. You remember Omi? Yeah, would always get the metaphors wrong, <laughs> like piece of pie, and it's like, you mean piece of cake? You mean right. <laughs> Omi was hilarious, but yeah, I love Static Shock. I did not know that was on HBO Max. That's on HBO Max. He just a uh, new se new comic book line just launched called Static Shock Season One. Yeah. I think it's written by Reginald Hudlin, also a filmmaker who also worked on Milestone Media, uh, the comic company. Mm -hmm. um, this awesome hot black um, artist named Nicholas something. Mm -hmm. um, I'm forgetting his last name. He's doing the amazing artwork mm -hmm. uh, for, for the characters. They're kind of mildly revamping him and everything. So I'm gonna check that out. Um, I think that's about it. I'm gonna go watch something, something today. I haven't, I haven't watched any movies in a, in a while. So um, Jasmine, this was great. Um, it was great to just kind of sit down here. Say what? I said it definitely was. I'm glad we could sit down and talk. I'm gonna let you get these pancakes. You enjoy uh, that extra day off. You know, <laughs> That's right. You enjoy yeah. the extra day off. You and the homie. Um, enjoy your music. It was cool to see your your story this morning. I see you went shopping. Yes, Lamert Park. Yeah. 
me a great deal. I got all that for like a hundred bucks. So nice. yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I would have been like at least 400 at the store. Whew. Yeah. Man. Some Will you do it? <laughs> all the time. Woody <laughs> will. <laughs> so uh you you enjoy uh the rest of your weekend and uh as Denzel said, I'll see you at work. <laughs> um and guys, thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Check out Jasmine's Black Filmmaker um, store. Uh, check out her film, uh, Sounds of War, on her YouTube. I'm going to link everything on the blog. Until next time, I'll talk to you all later. Peace out. Thank you guys for tuning in to Josiah's Voice, the podcast. Subscribe on all listening platforms. And you can keep up with the show on social media by following at Josiah's Voice Pod on all social media. And keep up with the show on the blog. Subscribe at the blog at www.josiahsvoicepodcast.wordpress.com for all the show notes for each and every episode. And if you like my theme music, the song is called Emotion. It's by Mateo. Subscribe to him on iTunes and Spotify. Thanks, guys.